Knock, knock. Who's there? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. Memoirs of a Modern Marriage who? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage.com. Oh, shit. You mean I can go to the site and request to be a guest? Fuck yeah. If you want to get in on this nonsensical conversation, hop onto our site and request to be a guest today. Bonus points if you're a furry couple. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social media sites. Links are in the description. Now get ready to start your week off meh. Hi, and welcome to episode two of Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And we are a married couple that has just turned 40. Um, We've been married for... Well, we've been married for about a year and a half now. Yeah, about a year and a half, but we've been together for seven. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been like we've been married almost this whole time. It's just we made it official in October of 2020. Yep. By the way, that was one hell of a wedding. It was so much fun. We had a Halloween wedding, full-on costumes. Um, We were in costume. Our wedding party was in costume. And we were married by the Grim Reaper. And the reception was just stellar. I mean, it was kind of like a... uh, Kind of like an elementary school Halloween party, like mm-hmm. DIY decorations. and We bought decorations from the Dollar Tree, just had cheesy <laughs> decorations hung. Um, we had like the uh, trick-or-treat pails filled with candy sitting around. and um, It yeah. was neat. It was yeah. neat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I talk about the uh, Grim Reaper? Just kind of give everybody that. Oh, I I actually would be offended if you didn't. So while we were planning our wedding, we needed to find a justice of the peace. And I'm like, well, <laughs> how does one go about finding a justice of the peace? So I Googled justice of the peace, Northeast Ohio, and I'm scrolling through pictures and I come to this one, and he's dressed like the Grim Reaper. And that's how he did not wear that costume because this was a Halloween wedding. He wears that costume for every wedding he performs. And I sent it to Dave, and I said, I think I just found him. So, um, yeah, that was fun. He was awesome. I mean, yeah, he was great, but... I, I- I do want to touch on the subject of like when we were like, you know, going into the wedding, like the, the, the preparation and the communication back and forth, because going through the pandemic and trying to start a wedding, like trying to put together a wedding was very trying. But when it came to hiring this guy, uh, we had to communicate with him. So Liz made a... A, a chat with all three of us in there 
but he would only respond to her. <laughs> and I, like, I would ask questions. He wouldn't answer me back, but he would answer Liz and he would only like side message her. I, I will say though, um, he was using an Android and sometimes that happens where it'll only respond to one of the. Well, I get that. But at the time, yeah, in my is. mind, I, th- I thought like maybe he would have just put his signature down where like my signature was supposed to be. And then you would just become a sister wife. So, <laughs> so you did touch on something too that, you know, yes, we planned our wedding through the pandemic. The beginning of 2020, like in January, we set a date for October 24th and then the pandemic hit and the shutdown happened. So we weren't sure if we were going to have to postpone our wedding or if it was going to have to be like, okay, we're just going to go to the courthouse and get hitched because you can't have like congregations of people. So we did not actually start planning our wedding until June. Yeah, it was it was pretty late. It was either June or July. So, I mean, we had already set up the venue. We had that down. But like, so we had made all the contacts. We had the caterer. We had the baked goods handled. And we had the venue. Yeah. And then everything just stopped because we didn't know what to expect. But you did fast forward a little bit because like I did propose to you in March but it was it, it was kind of weird because it was like a planned proposal, but it was a surprise at the same time. We already knew we were going to get married the year, like we had discussed it the year before, and you said, "Now I have to make an official proposal." Yeah. And do you want me to? Do you want to tell that story? Uh, would you like me to tell it, well, or do the, you want to tell it? Can I just the the build up to it? Oh, I absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. So, Dave's like. I'm going to propose to you, but it's going to be like an official proposal, but it's going to be a surprise. And I said, I know it would be a surprise if you did it while I was in the bathroom, but please do not propose to me while I'm in the bathroom. (laughs) So cut to my birthday, which is March 15th. His is March 16th. So we were planning on going out to dinner for, for our birthdays to a nicer restaurant I was in getting a shower because, you know, we were getting ready. And then the governor came on and said, at the well, end of she the, was in the shower, by the way, at the end of the day, we're shutting down dine in restaurants. You can stay open for takeout, but dine in restaurants are closed. So, of course, while she's in the shower doing her thing. I call up the restaurant that we're going to to make sure that they're still going to be open. And the lady on the other end of the phone said, no, um, we're actually locking our doors right now. So I, I hurried up and I thought of the most ridiculous way I can get this accomplished. (laughs) And so Okay, so we already had the engagement ring and everything like that. Um, I bought this neat little jewelry box that lights up. 
Because I was going to take her to this restaurant, and my idea was I wanted to make her feel like she was like the only one in the room, and I was going to be romantic, and maybe you wanted everybody in the restaurant to applaud us. Fucking a, I did. You've you have never had the experience of having like all the attention on you in a positive manner, and you know, like I think you just kind of like don't like you've you don't think that you would like it, but like it's. It, it it's it's drunkening like it's really nice and yeah i'm that guy i'm flashy like that i mean yeah i'm kind of an introvert but i'm also an extrovert mm-hmm. you know and uh you know i wanted you to feel like a princess yeah i had like a nice outfit picked out i was gonna wear like a cute dress because it was warm it was like a actually warm in march I was going to wear like this cute like spring dress and yeah and I was going to I was going to get down on one knee while you were sitting in that booth and I was going to say Elizabeth will you marry me but then the governor came on and shut that shit down so I I went in, I jumped in the room, I grabbed I grabbed the the ring box, I fucking waited till she got out of the shower. Got Bust down it. on I bust through the door, I got down on one knee while she was in a nothing but like a towel on her head, drying her hair up. I got down on one knee, I threw that box open and she said, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even say yes. I was like, I fucking knew it would happen in the bathroom. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So that's our proposal, like our official proposal story. That is our official proposal story. But since then everything was shut down, we didn't know if we were going to be able to have a wedding. So we kind of had everything. We had our contacts. We knew what we were going to have. You know, we had the menu planned, but it kind of just stalled until we knew what was going to happen in October because at that point nobody knew how long this couldn't have couldn't have guessed it was going to be still going on right now right. but um so about June July we really started having to hustle to put everything together I mean I wouldn't say it's still going on right now some people are I mean there there's still people that require masks but it's yeah. it's like I mean it's I mean, you wouldn't think that COVID was still going to be like in our vocabulary two years later, but I I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Without, without having a political conversation, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, I, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So we had to hustle to put together a wedding and it was stressful um, because we did everything ourselves. Um, we hand wrote the invitations. We, <laughs> you know, sent those out and like we sat here one night and just put on a movie and just hand wrote all of the invitations. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was, it, it, was, it, was grueling. it was grueling and it was worth it. And then like our wedding, like takeaways, we had like little miniature, um, trick-or-treat buckets that we filled with candy and then we had like bracelets made like those you know um rubber bracelets yeah there's silicone bracelets yeah that had dave and liz so like the night before our wedding we were we were putting those together (laughs) it was 
was cute. And you know what sucks is like nobody really took those. No, people took the candy out of them. They fucking took How the candy out of them. How many of them did we come home with where the bracelets were still there? But yeah. the candy was gone. And I'm like, are you serious? Man, we went all out for that shit, like, too. We spent a lot of money. Uh, those bracelets? I still have a bag of them. And if you're listening, you know who you are. You know who you are. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we have all these bracelets still. I mean... I'm about to just start throwing them at people at like my my shows. I was gonna say maybe we could like be in a parade and just fling them at people. Yeah. Then we just, just find them on the street, or just go to people's houses that we know and fling them at them. <laughs> we <laughs> saw you take the candy and leave this bracelet behind. Love me, <laughs> love us. <laughs> so we had the Grim Reaper perform the ceremony. Oh, he um, did the coolest like. I don't know. It was like a troll voice or something. Well, I'm I'm getting there. Okay. So, um, Dave being the musician, um, I didn't want to walk down the aisle to the traditional med- uh, wedding march. So, um, he Dave's like, the song you walk down the aisle to is your choice. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are because it's just going to be musical. So, whatever you want to do. So. One day I was driving. Oh yeah, I was driving in the car and I was listening to the Beatles, and I Dave was working and I sent him a text. I'm like, so it doesn't matter like what the song is, it's the music, right? And he said yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I want to I want to walk down the aisle. <laughs> um. So she walked down the aisle, which, by the way, I have the the music for it here. Uh, somewhere I could probably just pop it up on one of our episodes just randomly, like 15 seconds because it's a copyrighted song. But uh, Norwegian Wood, this bird has flown by the Beatles. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to walk down the aisle to. Um, and it was a beautiful composition, though. I was, will say that much. I like the music to it. Yeah. I thought it would be different and sound a little bit more bohemian. And this you know? bird has flown <laughs> um but i thought it would have kind of more of like a bohemian sound to it you know not yeah, like a traditional <laughs> so we had been communicating with uh the justice of the peace via email text and we zoomed with him once Really didn't have much communication until then a couple weeks before the wedding we were uh planning the um the um practice yeah we, the rehearsal the rehearsal right. wedding so we get there and he's like oh yeah um i have this little poem that i like to read when the bride walks down the at the aisle and we're like oh, okay i guess no. you can like recite it over like the music that's fine and i'm fucking agreeable to a fault so like it, it doesn't matter he could have been like he could have been like Hey, dude, I'm going to punch you in the nuts when she walks down the aisle. And I would be like, okay, that's fine. You're cool, bro. So his poem that he read was a Type- typo negative song. Fucking typo negative lyrics. <laughs> and he said it in like this troll voice. It was the weirdest shit. It's kind of sounded like if... If you were to watch, like, I don't know, like, medieval or not even medieval, like, fantasy-style movies, like, the little, like, munchkin puppet that, like, would show up, like, 
you know, um, like the lollipop like guild. Henson. Yeah. It was like something from Labyrinth or something. Right. Yeah. It was something. It, it was weird. And but I love it because we wanted like a a unique experience. So. And, you know, if anybody's curious, I can actually uh, throw links to the wedding in the bio of this. Um, so you guys could watch how ridiculous it sounded, but it, it worked. It worked. So, as I said, we were we were in costume. We asked all of our guests to come in costume. Uh, Dave and his two groomsmen were greasers. And myself and my um, two bridesmaids were um, dressed like, you know, in 50s style dresses, like swim dresses. Like rockabilly chicks. Yeah. Like I had like the petticoat underneath and I had like this cool little like pillbox hat with like a little veil kind of cocked to the side, just covering like half of my face. It was super cute. Yeah, it was neat. I mean, I think it was a great idea for a wedding. It was. And then my both my dad and my stepdad walked me down the aisle. They rochambeaued for me. They sure Dave fucking lost. did. I lost. So I'm stuck with her for life. We wrote our own vows. We did. And uh I had a joke written in mine, but I chickened out at the last second because it was a line from Bob's Burgers and I didn't want <laughs> I was too embarrassed to say it. I had a joke written in mine, and uh, I did not chicken out. And, and I told was... them publicly, I told everybody publicly that Liz was to make me a sandwich now that we're promised to each other. Yeah. He, so he stood in front of everybody and said... Which is 40 people at this wedding, because that's how many people we were yeah, allowed we, to have. We cut our wedding from like 90 people. There were like... We originally supposed to be like 90 people. Yeah. And, and then we, we cut, cut it, it down. down to like... I think they were like 56. And yeah, we had to be like half their fire code or something. Yeah. Because of regulations still in place. Right. And um, so Dave's like, now that I've promised myself to you and you've promised yourself to me, I can finally say, go make me a sandwich. And like, there was some uncomfortable laughter. It was so nervous. Sounding. <laughs> yeah. From the crowd, like. Nobody knew how to take it. There and wasn't a shifty eye or there wasn't not a shifty eye in the house. Yeah. It, like the chuckles were like, there were a couple that like you could tell it was like married guys and they're like, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And then there was like the, <laughs> she's going to deck him. <laughs> but it was all planned out and all in good fun. It was so much I'm fun. I'm still waiting for that sandwich. Um, I made you pasta salad a couple weeks ago. No. Oh. Oh, you want a sandwich? But a pasta salad is not a sandwich. Oh, my God. No, it's better. I cut up all of that prosciutto and that cheese and the vegetables. Yeah, raw broccoli. There was so much prosciutto in that. So much prosciutto. But that, uh, that was the best wedding I've ever been to. And, you know, we had, like, a full-on Halloween theme, like... Our guest book was... Um, the Necronomicon from uh, The Evil Dead. I had that made and shipped from Italy. It was shipped from Italy and, yeah, handcrafted by this artist. And she did a fantastic job. And maybe Liz actually has... Um, what was it? Etsy? I think, yeah, it was from Etsy. Uh, if you have her Etsy store, maybe we can throw that in the bio, too. Mm, I'll look and see if I still have it. 
Yeah, because, um, I mean, she does fantastic work. And so we had the Necronomicon, which for those of you who are lame and don't know the Evil Dead movies, it's the Book of the Dead. It's a book that's bound in flesh and written in blood. So, of course, because Dave and I are extra, the uh, guests had to sign the guest book with an actual quill pen and ink that was oxblood colored. And everybody got ink on their fingers when they were signing it. So everybody's thumbprints are in there next to like where they signed the guest book. So it looks like the Necronomicon. It looks like it's written in blood and it's got like fingerprints. In it. It's got fingerprints in it and we know who they belong to. And so here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I think that for a DIY wedding that we planned in just a couple of months, and when I say, I mean, we did everything by ourselves. I mean, you know, just, I think my mom helped me with the um, table decorations, but other other than that, you and I handled everything. We went in yeah. that morning, the morning before our wedding, and decorated and put the... <laughs> we had to do it around our work schedules, which made it even harder because, like, I uh, I happened to have a uh, an employee that wasn't making it easy for me around that point in time. Well, and plus, when you guys opened back up after the shutdown, you guys lost a lot of employees. Right. And so you were working... A lot of people working- didn't want to come back. There were day, there were weeks where you were working six days a week because you guys didn't have the coverage. So it was, you know, um, luckily the venue we had it at, you know, we they're pretty accommodating for when we were able to come in and kind of meet with them, go over the plan. The caterer was a restaurant. We were able to go in during their hours and just when it was convenient for us. Um, The lady who did the cupcakes, cookies, and cakes, she came to us because she's a family friend. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I was stressed out. Oh, yeah. No, like her her matron of honor was uh, trying to get her, like trying to get her to say she wanted to leave the day of the wedding too oh like, my god yeah she this she's like, like hey if you want to if you want to you know well, hop in our hop in the car i'll pull it around you know we could just ride to the sunset <laughs> she was she's like she so offered you know to who like, you are she offered to like text her husband and have him pull the car around <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I think that you need that though like oh yeah you definitely need that just and, to make sure you're ready And of course, like, you know, I mean, I would have sat there on stage for a minute. Like, I kept checking my watch, of course. And like, I heard somebody in the crowd say, oh, she left. But I was hiding. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I think one of my favorite parts of that day was the um, so where we got married is a theater. So we were on stage, but like outside on the um, marquee, they had our names and lights and everything. That was 
It was cool. That was fun and special. And um, I think that whole day was fun and special for you. I mean, yes. I felt like a princess and I did not stop dancing. Oh, my God. You danced so much. I Yeah. And then like everybody was like shocked when I started like <laughs> I like rapped with, uh, you know. Yeah. Are we allowed to say? Are we allowed to say like na- artists' names and stuff? Yeah. Stitches. I, I rapped with Stitches because we listened to Brick and Yule Face. <laughs> yeah. Because we came up with the playlist as well, and it was just the most ridiculous. Oh, so ridiculous. So originally, um, the wedding was supposed to be a lot bigger, and it was actually going to be broken up into like because it was a theater. They have a bar. They were going to let us have the entire place until like one thirty in the morning. But because of COVID, they had to like shut down early. So I think we only had it until 9. So originally what it was going to be was the wedding and the reception. And then we I were going to... it was 11 o'clock actually. Yeah, but everybody started leaving early. I think we left early. Yeah. So we were going to have the wedding the reception and then we were going to invite a ton of people for like a Halloween party. So we made the playlist thinking we're going to be here until 1:30. It's, you know, there's not going to be kids there. Everybody's going to be drunk. It's just going to be fun songs and it was songs that we like. So we had everything from like I think we're probably the only people in history that had like guar. Yeah. <laughs> guar played it our way. Guar and freaking uh we we put a lot of rap on that playlist um my, the old man the old man was dancing to uh little john um do you know what I, I one of my favorite things was that we ended the night with uh too drunk to fuck by the dead Kennedys. yeah yeah <laughs> and like um like before we sat down um, you forgot the part of the most romantic thing that happened that evening. Oh yeah, yours truly and his band of miscreants played a song that he wrote for Liz mm-hmm. on stage for everybody to hear mm-hmm. with Liz sitting right there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she likes to gloss over that because she thinks that uh, it's not special. Shut up. I do. I think it's special. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that to be like the big thing, but that wasn't the big thing. It it was definitely the it was definitely the the stitches brick in your face. <laughs> I think it was the justice of the peace reading the ceremony off of like a scroll with he like fucking the, had a scroll like with, it, bones, with two bones at either end of it, and at the end of the wedding, he rolled it up and like sealed it and gave it to us. Yeah, and it's. It's now in our uh, it's now in our office. Yes, just chilling there. I want to f- figure out something to do with it, but it's kind of chunky. Like it's it is. I don't know how we put it up on a wall because it's too long. You know, maybe we could like we have the picture in the living room of us kissing. You know, at the wedding and mm-hmm. everything, all dolled up. You wearing your leather jacket, and my hair's like. Got that big old barrel roll. Maybe we could get like a shelf and put like some mementos from the wedding on there and that could be included. Maybe a couple of these rubber bracelets that people left behind. 
when they took the candy. Mm. We still know who you are. We still know who you are. We know everything. You know, we've been talking now for 27 minutes about our wedding, and I still have yet to tell these people about how much our dogs are assholes. <laughs> our fur babies? Yeah. Yeah. They're jerks. So we have two. Uh, Finnegan Rockabilly. Uh, he's nine years old. We He's a rescue, and we've had him for seven years. And then we have um, the newest addition to our family. Nyla Jean, she's eight, and we've had her for about s- seven months. Yeah, about seven months or so. But, like, she likes long walks on the beach, and, uh, you know, she hates fake men. Um, she's also a rescue. And she's a rescue as well. Um, Adopt, don't shop. But she actually has, like, she has had a litter, and to look at her... Like, I bet her puppies were, like, stupid fucking cute. Oh, my God. So, last year, before we had Nyla, we did a DNA test on Finnegan. Because we knew he had Beagle in him, but we didn't know, like, what else. Yeah, to what degree he was big. Because we, you, you could look at him until he's mixed. You know, he's, yeah. he's... He's not just a straight Beagle. Yeah, he's bred in with other dogs. So, um, next we'll do her... DNA because we're kind of we know she's a German Shepherd mix as well, but we don't know right what uh, Finnegan is uh, germ uh, is um germaphobe. He's yeah, a fucking germ- goddamn germaphobe. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, Finnegan is forty nine percent Beagle, fourteen percent German Shepherd. 12% chow chow and then a couple small percentage of like some weird dog 13% breed. asshole. <laughs> yeah, 100% asshole. Yeah, right. So, yeah, next we've got to do Nyla's DNA test and see. It's weird spending money to do DNA tests on your dogs, but we're curious. Yeah. It's funny because you want to do like a DNA test to see your background and we looked at the price of it and you were like, yeah, we'll just hold off on that. And I'm like, oh, I just spent a hundred dollars to do Finnegan's DNA test. Yeah. But you (laughs) know what? It matters to him. I could fucking trace my lineage back to a goat and a can of Crisco. (laughs) All the way back. Greasy Creek, Kentucky. Three generations to Crisco and a goat. That's right. (laughs) A goat and a can of Crisco and, you know, and, uh, I mean, that's just on my mom's side. I think it's funny that you traced your dad's side back All the way to, back to Haggis. <laughs> they were Irish, and they got kicked out of Ireland. Got so kicked they out of Ireland. Scotland, and they got kicked out <laughs> of Scotland. <laughs> and somehow ended up back in Ireland, and then, like, fucking took the boat. You got to be a rowdy bunch to get kicked out of Ireland. It, I'm just you know, that. And it's funny, because, like... I'm peaceful as shit, man. Well, kind of. I, kind of peaceful. Like I don't I don't wanna say what I was thinking. Yep. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean I'm I'm like the type of guy that like, you know, I talk a big game. I talk a big game too, like, oh I'll cut a bitch, but I'm like hey. How's it going, guys? Want to hang? What's up? 
I'm too shy to say my name. Except that one time at Walmart, that old lady, like we, we don't shop at Walmart often. We went there. I think we needed. Man, like, that bitch was a bitch. Oh my God. She had like two cart, like two heaping carts of stuff and she's in front of us. And then like we had, we had like four things. Four, didn't even have a cart. We're, we're holding four things and she did not let us go in front of her. And I said something and she like, oh, well, I'm already in the aisle. You can't get around me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, let's justify being a dick here. Yeah. Because that's all that was. That bitch was a bitch. We get out to the car. Dave's like, you're going to get my ass kicked. And I'm like, first of all, she was like 70. (laughs) It doesn't matter, man. Like one of the, you know, like something like that. Like, they ain't going to come after you. They ain't going to come after you. But isn't that like the whole thing? Like women always like write checks or dudes asses have to cash. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that needs to stop. All, everybody around these times are talking about equality and shit. Fight your own battles. I mean, I have a taser. I'll just like hit that button because that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, you have a taser. It's on my nightstand. <laughs> Where it stays. <laughs> you don't even take it with you. I have that one night that like there was yeah, a that one night <laughs> that drunk guy was standing outside, like walking up and down the street. Fight me, fight me. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck he's talking about, but I'm going to take my taser. <laughs> yeah, I told you to grab my gun. Well, yeah, but I had to like leave to pick you up from work. I could not take the gun in the car, so I had to take the taser. Yeah, yeah. But if he, like, you know, came to the door screaming at the f- top of his lungs, shit, yeah, man. Oh, shit, I'll just, like, turn Nyla loose on him. No, grab the Beretta because she's like a cat with the uh, with, with the laser beam. Yeah. yeah. That shit's funny. You won't even need to fire a shot. No. No. Just point it right at his nuts. I can't believe she tried to, like, climb the wall to get at the laser. I, I was actually genuinely worried about that. Like, the paint. Yeah. Because her shit is like razors. Yeah. Not like Finnegan's. Finnegan Finnegan chews his nails. His shit's brittle. But like he sharpens them to a point, like his dew claws. I'm pretty sure he does that on purpose. Yeah, he's going to slit our throat one of these days. Remember that day I wouldn't give him any food and he just like rested it on me? Yeah. And I'm like, is is this a threat? Are you threatening me? (laughs) What the fuck is this, dude? (laughs) Like, he just, like, rested his dew claw like, on my wrist. I'm, like, he's like, I know how to make it look like an accident. Like, you, like this was mm. suicide. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Finnegan. Yeah, he's a... He, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He ain't stupid. No, he's not. But, yeah. like... Yeah, he's, uh... Or, uh, you know, like his, he, he knows what he wants and he'll do whatever, whatever it takes to get it. Like, it's kind of like, you know, the, the big O word that I can't say right now or he'll start acting a fool. Yeah. Oh God. He players that shit up. It's like, he's gone out five minutes before, but like you would never know because like, it always sounds like a fucking emergency. Yeah. <laughs> 
like that. I will say, since I have not been working and I've been home for two weeks now with them, it is so grating, especially like I get it's getting nicer out, except for today, because, you know, it's Ohio. So, of course, we had snow. snow, Yeah. Snow today. Like three weeks ago, it was 80 degrees and we had the air conditioning on. But um, being home with them, these pe- like I love them, but yeah. I'm I I just I can't sometimes like they're just grating, you know. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally get it. It's kind of like being around a bunch of infants or something, you know. And in a manner of speaking, yeah, because you yeah, and they think they constantly need snacks. And they know that if they cry long enough, I'll just give it to them. Right. And then they're jealous of each other. So, you know, I have to sit in the middle of the couch, one on each side of me. And then if one looks like they're getting more attention than the other one jumps. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And I mean, how many (laughs) the two weeks that I've like been home with them, how many times have I sent you a text like, I can't wait for you to get home so you can deal with one of them and I will deal with the other one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, and you know, like, I think that's really what it is. Cause they act different when I'm, when I'm here with you, Yeah, you know? And I think it's because, you know, there's enough of us to, to kind of spread the love around, but like, isn't it weird? Like you'll be sitting on one couch and I'll sit on the other couch and like, We'll each have a dog, and then they just they, instinctively know to. They just each get up, and then they switch. Little swapski action. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's really it's really bizarre. <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre, but it's also cute at the same time. Yeah, like okay, now we need a little little mom time. Yeah, they're both passed out right now. I think that's kind of great. It's it hasn't been like that at all today. No, they've been pretty antsy. And I think it is because like the weather's been kind of shitty and mm-hmm. just Yeah. And uh, you know, ever since we started up like, you know, started doing this, it's been kind of like, you know, we we're always talking about it, you know. And like we don't really think about like the dogs. You know, because we got to do this later at night. Otherwise, they're just going to be horrible through the whole thing. We're going to have to keep pausing it and stuff like that. Right now, they're sleeping like babies. Um, Yeah, like a few minutes ago, there was like a car horn outside and we both kind of looked at each other like, oh, they're going to start barking. Right. And uh, fortunately, that didn't happen. Um, But yeah, I mean, we do live in a residential neighborhood and we are recording out of our living room. So, like, you know, there might be sounds outside and the dogs, you know, they, they're dogs. And just as I say that, I hear bass outside. I think one thing that helps is, a um, little backstory, Finnegan's sick. Uh, he has polyps. Uh, we have to have surgery to have him removed. Uh, he's having a, a bad day today with it. It's flaring up, so... Um, we have medication for him for the pain and he has had a pill. So he's a little bit more just kind of relaxed now, you know, but I'm going to touch on that for a second. Like the whole Finnegan thing, like, um, with him, you know, going to the doctor and, you know, 
they're charging us a, a, an exorbitant amount of money to play with his ass. And I'm sorry, but like, that's prime cut right there. <laughs> they should disgusting. be paying me. You're disgusting. They should be paying me. That's so all I'm going to say about that. We've had two trips to the emergency dog hospital and then visits with oncology, internal medicine. He's had a scope done. Um, now we um, are planning his surgery to have the polyps removed because when he had the scope done, they took a tissue sample and could not definitively say if it was cancer or not. Either way, we knew we were going to have to have the polyps removed. We just were hoping that they would be able to give us some more insight, you know, if it was cancerous or not. Um, The pathologist, pathologist A, said he thought it was cancer, but he wasn't 100% sure, so he had a second pathologist look at it, and he said, I don't think it's cancer. Um, so they're like, well, once you have them removed and we have more tissue to work with, I'm like, but that at that point it's removed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they said, once it's removed, then if it is cancerous then he would essentially be cancer free because we've had all the other tests done, you know, if it is cancer, it hasn't spread. Um, he's had every kind of scan. We took him in one day for internal medicine to kind of check him out and make sure it hasn't spread. And <laughs> I went to pick him up and because he had an ultrasound, they had to like shave his tummy. Oh my God. That was too cute. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, when, when he had the, the scope done because obviously he was asleep for that. So he had like an IV. So they had to like shave his arm. But, so Meh. our little guy's sick. We're getting it taken care of. We have pain medication right now for, you know, when he's flaring up, it's nerve nerve medication to yeah. kind of help relax him. And yeah, that's finally we gave it to him a little bit ago and hit him. And oh, yeah. Now he's snoring. Now he's snoring like a goddamn baby at my feet. It's fucking cute, though. He's just over there passed out. But enough about him. Let's talk about you. (laughs) What about me? Not much has changed. Still unemployed. That's good. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Um, But there is opportunity, hopefully. Yeah. 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 Things are looking up. Yep. I'm optimistic. It's always good to be optimistic, you know. And you know what? I'm an optimist. Well, and you've kind of helped me with that because I've always not just, I mean, I don't want to say just a completely negative person, but I've always been the type of. You've always been somewhat pessimistic. Yeah. Like something bad's going to happen. You know, you can't have anything nice, but you've kind of made me like, what kind of life is that? Like, you're just always just meh. Right. And not to mention, I mean, like, you've seen some of the things that I can do with optimism. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I'm I'm not, like, 100% accomplished or anything, but I make things happen if I work at it a little bit. Yeah. And I you mean, know. I think that attitude goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, life may hand you a bunch of shit one day, but, oh. like, you know, if you're like, well... You know what? Things are things will happen when it and it's time. No sense in like dwelling on you know three weeks ago. I just 
had the worst day of my life. And I think you've helped me kind of see that and try and focus on the positive. I think when you focus on the negative, you're only going to get negative in life. So if you focus on the positive things, then you feel better. Mm -hmm. You're in a better mood. I smile a lot now. That's weird. I'm like, "Eh, eh." the the muscles in my cheeks kind of are not used to that. Like, yeah, I noticed. So you, you, you keep putting hot packs on your face talking about how fucking sore your face is. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck did you do? Like Jesus Christ. I mean, like I smiled for like 45 (laughs) minutes today. (laughs) (laughs) I smiled off and on for like 45 minutes. But I think that, I think that, you know, the seven years we've been together, I can look back and say I'm 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 different. Like oh, not yeah. not bad. I'm not saying like you like browbeat me into like being a better person or you know what I mean, but like you kind of were like why why are you like why do you focus on the negative? Like that's not helping. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? <laughs> no, but you're like you kind of were like, if you only focus on the negative, you're only going to get negative in life. So it's, I've grown in the yeah. seven years that we've been together, I think. I'd well, like to think. You know, and I get it. Yeah. Somebody with like my background and your background, we're like completely opposite. Like you would think you would be the more optimistic one with your background, you know, and with my background that you'd think I'd be the more pessimistic one. Yeah. It's weird, but I will say a lot of family members of mine were more negative people. So yeah. that's what I was raised around where you are constantly just pointing out like, oh, well, this happened. So I'm just going to, I don't know. We didn't have Yelp back in like the 90s. I'm just going to tell everybody about this one negative thing and I'm going to dwell on it. So when you're, when you see that a lot, that's yeah, kind of how you think it's supposed to be. And like I said, I think I've grown. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of learned that I'm not important enough to have the world against me. <laughs> it's kind of like a shitty way to put it. Yeah. Like, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's it's kind of a... I mean, you know how some people think that, like, you know, oh, my God, the words, world's out to get me, but I'm not that important. Like, why the fuck would the world be out to get me? Yeah. You know? I know it's a shitty way to put it, but that's how I look at it. Like, yeah. I'm not that important. Yeah, and, like, you're one of, like, I don't know, what's the world population? Like, in the billions. Yeah, we'll say... We'll, we'll just say three billion people. We'll say three billion people in the, on the planet. I'm sure it is. But... We'll say, just for the sake of argument, that it's three billion people. And I'm one of those people. And, like, the world is... And I have not even 200 friends on my Facebook feed. Yeah. So, like, and and out of those 200 people, you know, how many of them engage with me on a daily basis? You know? Wait. You have, like, 200 Facebook friends? Ish. I don't even have 100. Well, but I keep it tight. I keep it tight. Yeah. I I will say that I know almost everybody on my Facebook feed. Well, or I've interacted with them or something. A lot of them you've met from like musician groups. Yeah. So it's not people, you know. Okay. It's people that I've engaged with, but like they know me by name. I might have met them once, but like we're not all close knit, but 
out of those, say, 200 people, I probably get engagement from about maybe 40 of them. I love everything you post. Well, you have to. I, that was like written into our marriage agreement. It was. Our prenup. We don't have a prenup. We, we, no. I'm <laughs> Talk too about poor not for being fucking... important enough that the world's out to get you. We're not, we're not important enough to have a prenup. <laughs> right. But, but that's my point. The world's not out to get me. And, you know, like, if, if anybody's out to get me, it's my own actions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, it's, it is like a shitty way to put it, but I understand, like, out of like the entire population, like bad luck is just targeting you. No, no, it's not, you know, it's not fate. It's not anything like, you know, do I believe in fate? I'd like to say, I'd like to say that I do, but I don't, I believe that like, I believe that you get what you work for, you know? And like, and that, that, that goes through everything in life. Like, I've never really been handed anything in my life, but like everything that, that we have, we've worked for. Yeah. You you and I've like, we've hustled. Yeah. We've really hustled. Um, I mean, we, I hate to say it and you know, cause like a lot of people, a lot of people seem to think that if you have something and they see you living a certain style or they see you living a certain kind of way that like, you know, you, you, you must be doing good for yourself or, you know, it was probably hand handed to you, but we struggle, you know, we struggle just like everybody else. And, you know, I think when, I mean, to kind of go back, like when we first got together, I don't want to say destitute, but we were, we were damn close. Yeah. Like there were nights where we had like a bowl of cereal for dinner or a can of tuna. Yeah. And you know, we were in our early 30s still, and we we kind of were still living like teenagers, you know. Yeah, we still kind of do. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, we were just, like, you know, not not responsible. You know, we were barely getting by. And you and I sat down and had, like, a serious conversation. Like, what what do we want? And, like... How are we going to get it? And our ultimate goal was like, we want to, we want to buy a house. We had to pull the rug out from under ourselves in order to achieve that. I think we needed that wake up call. Yeah. And we sat down, we're like, these are our goals. And we mapped out our goals and everything we have done since has been so we can get each level of, you know, each goal. Like yeah. we were driving like a piece of shit truck. Oh my I God. Missed. That fucking 96 Ford. Was it 96 or 99? 96 Ford F-150. Yeah. It was. Oh man. Your balls were flapping in the breeze on that one, babe. Oh my God. It was like a tank. The thing was huge. It had like an extended bed. Like she would pull up next to this redneck in a, in a truck slightly smaller than hers. And that redneck would look up at her and she'd look down at him and he'd look back up at her and see her fucking big ass penis peering through the window. <laughs> I'd be like, mine's bigger. But like <laughs> this truck, like if we were going to get on the highway, 
We had to like turn off the heater or the air conditioner just so we could get speed. Oh my to, like, god, that was hilarious! Try and merge on. So you know, like it came with like, two fuel tanks, and we only filled both of them up once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it ate it ate gas. Oh my god! You it drive like gas a so block, much. and you're like, well, time to fill it up again. <laughs> Rev the engine you know, like, twice. I think I think that was like our first goal was like get a car, get a better car because. It, as much money as we were putting into that thing just to kind of piece it back together and keep it running, it's like we could buy a car. So, like, goal one was buy a car, and we did. Oh, the the fucking, you know, like, what was it, the radius arm on that thing broke? Yeah, and I still drove it. And, yeah, you, and you remember, because... We had to get it fixed. We got the radius arm, arm fixed, but it was like a temporary fix. No, it was a permanent fix. Was it a permanent fix? Oh, but and then, then the, the brakes, brakes went out. out. Then the brakes went out. The drums. Yeah. And we were like, we threw our fucking hands up. We were like, nope, this is a goddamn money pit. No. And it was funny because, like, the drums went out on a Monday. I got paid on Friday. so We got a car on Saturday. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, driving super slow. Dave's like, just make sure you can hit that emergency brake if you need to. But I'm, I'm, you know... We've really, we've really come up. Like every every move we've made has been a step up. Yeah. And like I said, that our first goal was a car. We got that, and then we're like, we want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. We we had to, and this goes back to what I was saying: is that we had to pull the rug out from underneath mm-hmm. ourselves in order to achieve these goals. In order to achieve these goals, we had to move back in with our parents for a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's not like we just moved back in with our parents and we were living there rent free. We paid a, a good chunk of change in rent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and helped uh, with groceries. And, yeah. And so, so we had to saved. We saved up a little bit of money and then come tax time a couple of years later, we decided that we were going to start looking for an apartment. And we did. We got an apartment, lived there for a couple of years, hated that place, bought a house. Yeah. And, you know, during that time, we worked on our credit. Mm -hmm. We got our credit back in order, paid things off. Um, I I think it's weird. Like we we grew up. We grew up. We grew up and without even actually like trying to. We just made a few goals. Yeah. We set goals and. Like I said, every decision we've made since then has been towards that goal. Yeah. And now we're sitting in our own house. We are sitting in our own living driving room. driving a nice car. Driving a car in the same year that we're living in. Uh, we had that car last year, so we were driving in a future car. A future car. <laughs> but uh, so um, this podcast... Um, we're actually coming up on 54 minutes, 55 minutes, actually. And um, so I'm going to uh, close it out. But uh, before we do, I would like to say that this podcast is um, not just going to be like our life story or stories, but we would like to invite some of our friends to uh, to come on to our, our show and uh, share their experiences, too. Mm-hmm. So... I really like the the idea of this show, like, you know, so we're not boring you with our life story, you know, but the idea of this show is to kind of tell 
tell a story of like a modern marriage, how we're living through things, you know, and how it looks different for everybody. I, right. I mean, you know, like what's normal to one person might, might not be normal to another person. And everybody has a different story. Everybody's got a different marriage. Is that yeah. And uh, in a few weeks, we're going to have some guests on here that, uh, you know, their marriage lifestyle is a little different than ours. um, But there are a couple of our really good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that episode. Um, And that's probably going to be our first um, our first guest of, uh, of, you know, and there there will probably be talk of like, you know, sex. So I want everybody that listens to this podcast um, to send me an email at pasteuphoriamarketing at gmail.com and maybe send me some uh, show ideas, you know? I mean, something that you'd like to hear from us. If, uh, if you get into it, you know, the, um, the email is pasteuphoriamarketing. That's P-A-S-S-E-D-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-A. M A R K E T I N G dot <laughs> or at gmail.com. Also, we are on Spotify now, so you can like us, you can follow us, you can share us. Oh, please do all of those things. If you think that you know somebody who would get a kick out of our stories or maybe even have an interesting story to yeah. contribute, yeah, send, send us, uh, send us, you know, send us an email of something the funny that may have happened to you or. You know, give us give us stories about your marriage or your relationship. You know, um, we will be more than happy to read these. Um, you know, just don't flood us. I mean, we don't have too many listeners right now. I'm also unemployed. I'm looking for some some good reads, some good reading action. <laughs> but we're looking to set this out um, every Monday. Um, so, you know. Um, Just watch for us. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Have a good night.